Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. I am Jill with a cold. And I'm Tara with bad hair. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're going to talk about how much trust you should have in your employees and how to make sure you can trust your employees. Right, Tara? Absolutely. I think, well, this is a hot topic in our world because my husband has recently had a situation with an employee and trust issues were broken, trust was broken, and the person actually also worked with me. And so I think, and and the thing is, is you think you can trust these people. I mean, she was with the company for like almost six years. And when you realize that you can't trust somebody and all these things start to come out, it's so disheartening. It is disheartening and it's, it's, it can be sad, right? Because you previously trusted them and then just something goes wrong. And so like you can do all the background checks and all that stuff before you hire somebody, but then something might just go wrong in their life and, you know, something happens and they become less trustworthy. And it's very, it's very sad, I think. It's so sad. And I think, you know, like you said, you could do background checks and I think that totally helps. But when you have an employee for a long time going on six years, you feel like you really know the person. I mean, you think you do, right? Because you they've worked so long, you you actually give them more um, of responsibilities and things because you trust them because they've been with you so long. And then for them to take that and start doing things that are, you know, stealing and lying and all of these things, it and the thing is this person came across as so innocent and it was an act. It's crazy. Yeah. You don't think it was, it just something changed for the person and they became a different person. I think that maybe it was always there because now when we're doing the research, it seems like it has been happening for about four years, but it's slowly progressed to be more and more. I think it's obviously a mental issue because that's going on a long time. I think maybe, okay, so maybe it started like, I'll try to take a little bit more money here. Maybe you get away with it. I mean, it must be some kind of high, like, oh, I got away with it. So then you push the boundaries a little more. I'm I'm totally guessing. I have no idea, but that could be what it is. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because you know, it's not like you're going to stop. Like if you, you've been, if someone's been an employee for four or five years, it's not like you're going to stop like, like a two years and do like a, a background check or credit check or background check on them. But, you know, it does point to the importance of having those controls internally around things that are valuable. So whether it's bank accounts or credit cards or, or whatever it is, um, even if it's like social media accounts, like, you wouldn't want it's it's even if you're a really small company you want to make sure that you have some protocols and security and and checks and balances on you know certain parts of your business um and i think a lot of like startups in particular i know you're this is not a startup but a lot of startups in particular kind of just like skip over that stuff and they pass around passwords and bank account info and whatever and they kind of don't think about it because there's not that much at stake but they're there can be a lot at stake. And particularly if it's a credit card, somebody could be running up charges without you knowing, and then you're on the hook for it. So putting in place those like checks and balances, I think is really important, even if you're a really small company. 
I agree. And I think there is something about maybe you do after two years, if somebody's been with you do start to recheck things. I mean, it kind of makes you think now, like, how can I prevent this in the future? And maybe it maybe it's tedious. And maybe it takes some time, but it might be worth it. If let's just say you have like a two year check of somebody's there. I don't know. I mean, kind of make now that this has happened, I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I know this person wasn't hired over Zoom, but I do think with the pandemic, like I've hired people over Zoom, like I've had interviews and then hired them and they work. And, you know, I think there's a certain risk in that. Not that like you have to physically see what they look like, but there's just something about being in person with someone. And, and I think building trust is it's part of that is actually physically spending time with them and, Having And I think in person, you would have more opportunity to talk about other parts of their life outside of just the work that you're interviewing them for. And so I, I wonder if the pandemic has actually increased instances of this type of thing happening where an employee goes a little rogue um, because you're not like you're not really taking the time outside of the Zoom calls to spend time That's, with them. It's true. And it's probably easier to get away with things like she moved to a whole nother state and we he had no idea we had no idea you know these are things that you don't know because everybody was remote so you know you could play it off however you want now let me ask you a question so when you hired these people over zoom did you find that in person it was they were very different people or did it work out so the one person i hired over zoom I actually left the company, but that person was let go before anyone met them in person (laughs) (laughs) because they had done something dishonest. I think, I don't really know exactly because I left the company, but I think because there was something dishonest there again, you know, is how much of that could you have figured out if you were actually in the same, you know, office with somebody day in, day out. You know, that's a pro- other thing with working remotely is you don't really know what people are doing in between the Zoom calls. <laughs> they could be like laundering money in their washing machine. <laughs> I have this whole vision of like who this person was it because it's like the facade that was put on, right? And I was, it was, I think we all did it. We were all very comforted by it. Yeah. And then you peel off the bandaid or open the shades and you're like, <laughs> and I think it's, you know, you feel snowed, you feel sad, you're like, wow, how, like I said, how do you prevent this from the future? And, and it can happen to anybody, really. So obviously, when you're hiring somebody, Jill, you would say what background checks are obviously key. What else? Yeah, and I would pay for the real background check. Um, yeah. You know, I just don't think there's any substitute for actually spending time with someone in, you know, at, at, so whether it's, you know, taking them for dinner or some sort of like more casual um, interaction than just a straight interview, but also I think having other people interview them. And so even, even if you're a sole operator, like my husband, when he was starting his, his business and he hired his first employee, he had me interview him, which is a tiny bit awkward to be honest. Um, And, and I did find a mistake in his model, but <laughs> he, you know, he wanted a second opinion and it wasn't, it's not because I know how to run a hedge fund. Certainly I definitely do not. Um, or even how to do this guy's job. But, uh, but I think he wanted a, a, like a gut check to make sure that 
you know, this guy was what he said he was and honest and everything else. So having like two or three other people even interview people that you're thinking about bringing on is probably a good idea. Um, yeah. I think that's actually really important. I think, you know, um, because like you were saying now, well, first of all, now when you, when, even when I'm going to hire somebody, what do you go to first? I go to their Instagram or their social media, maybe not first, but it's definitely something that I check out. And as do most people I know, just to see what are these people putting out there? Like, that's actually really telling too. Yep. In terms of, uh, you know, the persona that they are in business and also out in public. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is to, in order to, to kind of head off this type of potential disaster, um, having a well-documented policy around certain behaviors and particularly when it comes to money and credit company cards and all that kind of stuff, um, having an employee handbook, you know, those things can be expensive, but you can also get them done for pretty cheap. If you're a small company, um, you can get bare bones versions for pretty cheap and it is worth the investment, whether it's because somebody goes off the rails and you need to be able to point to the employee handbook that they signed, or whether it's because, you know, all of a sudden they want 50 months of maternity leave. And that's very clear in the employee handbook. That's not part of the packet. You know, there's, lots of reasons to have an employee handbook. And I think it, a lot of, I think a lot of companies just like ignore it at the beginning, but it is, it's, it's not a bad investment, I would say. And if you or any of you do some of what I do, which is a lot of social content, when you have somebody working for you, make sure that you have something about the content that you create, whether you're creating it together or separate, because when they leave, they, if you don't have something, they can take that content and use it. So really make sure that that's in place. It's very good. It's so easy to create. Jill knows I can't create anything, but I did create that. And that's really important. Very important that it's like the work for hire, I think it is, or there's like a term for it where whatever content they create when you're paying them to do it for you is your content, but you do, it's important to write that up somewhere. Yes. Well, thank you, Jill. Um, This has been so enlightening. (laughs) No, it's really important to talk about. Um, And if you guys have any questions or comments, let us know. Thanks. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Beaded Shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.